Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a podcast from BBC Studios, a commercial subsidiary of the BBC. Hey, I'm Kay. And I'm Kate. And this is The Magic, Magic Ingredients. Ingredients. Show where a celebrity brings an ingredient and we make a meal of it. We do actually make a meal we of it. make a meal of it. Yes, an actual meal. An actual meal. Not that we create a bit first, but we do that too. Anyway, this is another week in lockdown for us. It is. We're still in our living room. Now, we've got... Our neighbours are doing a bit of DIY, like everyone else in the country at the moment, I think. Yes, they are, and they're making an awful lot of noise. So if you hear some banging, it's them, I promise. This week, we're talking to Aurea Duba. Yes, who runs Strictly a few years ago. He did. And really, really nice guy. He is a really nice guy, and he brought us a really unusual ingredient. Talking of unusual ingredients, so this ingredient was quite unusual, but very hard to get hold of. And obviously, at the minute... Lots of things are very hard to get hold of. They are. So, Kate, what are you missing the most that we can't get hold of at the minute? Um, probably, well, we're... pasta maybe. That's a bit short supply sometimes. I know. I'm very sad about this. Yeah. I think I'm missing, like, the usual array of fresh fruit that we have. Fresh fruit and veg, Because yeah. Mr. Supermarket <laughs> didn't have any this week and it got substituted yeah. And I'm really looking forward to hearing the most ridiculous substitutions that people have had. That could be interesting. It could be. <laughs> anyway, we digress. So we recorded this back in February. Yes, which seems like an age ago, an age but ago, actually yeah. wasn't. No. But it was back when life was normal. Yep, it was. And it was back when Ore was performing in his show, Curtains. It was, alongside Jason Manford, mm-hmm. who yep. we also talk about. And yeah, it sounds amazing, and I'm pretty sure it'll be back soon. Here we are, talking to Aubrey about his magic ingredient. So I, so I've, I've picked yam as my magic ingredient because I, I as a kid, uh, growing up with Nigerian parents, staple part of the diet. And um, it was, it was. I think we used to have, we used to have yam and corned beef stew every Sunday. It was pretty, well, at least pretty regularly um, for as long as I can remember. And then it just stopped. And then we became fully westernized and, and fully, fully fledged West Dorset kids. And it was all scrambled eggs and sourdough. Oh. Um, uh, so, so when you and your lovely team asked me to come on your, on your podcast, I thought, well, what's, you know, the magic ingredient, I guess, is the idea that it's either something that you, you love cooking with or something that you just has just fallen off the radar. Yeah. And I thought, Yam has such a connection to my upbringing and to the culture of my family and everything, and I've completely lost touch with it. Plus, I thought, I haven't got a clue how to cook <laughs> Yam. I don't even know what it looks like anymore. So I did a Google search and I went, 
don't. Hold on. You yam yeah. and sweet, sweet potato, potato same family you are screwing up my whole life <laughs> or what right? i thought it was so so to people that are listening a yam is kind of massive a yam. <laughs> yeah well apparently a yam can come in a size from a regular sized potato to five foot R- really five foot. <laughs> wow that's like, as, that's like as tall please me. tell me in the other room you've got a five foot yam <laughs> well, that we, you're gonna we, reel we in kind of, we joked earlier and we were like Imagine if we asked them to bring it with them. <laughs> they came in and yeah, like this five foot yeah. veg- phallic looking vegetables. So lucky I bought yes. a root rack. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we um, used to have it, and it, it was, it, it's pretty darn bland. It is. But I guess you could say the same with a potato. Um, sweet potato, less so because by its very nature. Tis sweet. <laughs> so, um, so I, I think my mum would, um, she would just, she would, she would, yeah, she would peel it and then she would chop it up into like these, because it, 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 she'd chop them up into sort of cylindrical slices and then just whack it in the saucepan with a bit of salt. And as simple as that. So it, it just did just come out as these white sort of large discs and we would have it with this tomato corned beef stew. And that was that was dreamy. Did you enjoy? I was going to say, like, is this like a childhood dish that you really like, or was it something that you were like, oh, I'm glad that's in the past? No, I mean, like I said, as soon as you start getting the flavours of scrambled egg and sourdough, <laughs> smashed av, which did not exist in the nineties, um, but uh, so I'm making that up. But um, yeah, it was it was it was perfect. You know, it was it was kind of I guess it was old school in the way that you think about. Um, how how people used to eat you know, yeah. decades ago. You know, Sundays would always be a bit more of a ceremony, a bit more of a routine. And it just was what it was. Yeah. I don't, you know, we didn't have loads of other choices that we were thinking about. So the fact that Sundays were sort of yam and, and corned beef stew, and actually it was probably the only day of the week where we would all sit around a table yeah. and eat because my mum would cook it up. She would dish it up. We'd be sat around the dining table, which I remember was in what turned out in the end when we refurbed the house was my bedroom and it was a tiny bedroom, let alone having six people around the dining table waiting for yams. Give us the yams. Like, like chomp in their fork and knife on the table. Um, so no, we, I, I, I love the ceremony of it. I love the fact that it was one of the few times where in our house, we, it was a thing that we all sat down to do. Yeah. So it became, became quite important in that. I mean, you probably, I'll taste it now and I go, gosh, this is horrible. What? What we do that for years? But that's where you like, guys come in, Kay and Kate. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think for us, like Kate. So this recipe's been knocking around our test kitchen for a little while. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is a baked yam tempura. Tempura. Oh. See now tempura. we're gonna have a big debate but, whether it's tempura or tempura, tempura. But tempura. I don't care. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> but also, I've got some sweet potato as well, so we can. Compare and contrast. Compare and contrast. Oh, this is so, dreamy. With a sriracha mayo. So I've got our yams, which are these ones, and sweet potato there, and broccoli, which I've coated in um, some cornflour with or cayenne pepper or chilli powder, seasoning, garlic powder, and then some egg white and then panko breadcrumbs. So we're going to pop it in the oven now, about 20 minutes. And then it'll Is that come it? Out. Just yeah. 20 minutes? It should be about 20 minutes. No boiling, no just shot. And <laughs> what was the thinking... Um, Kate, behind breadcrumbs and not the deep fried battering. 
it's just a bit healthier, really. Okay. Less, less calories. It doesn't soak up as much oil and as if you were frying them. So. But how do you replace the flavour of that? Because well, I, I love I love a deep fry, and I can tell you, I tell you. Everyone. Don't they just, you know? Doesn't everyone? I and think... I, I won't get into life on tour just yet because I know we've all touched on it, but I am not one for eating healthily right now. So, um, so how are you? <laughs> so, so I'm just intrigued because I would go for deep fried every time, but as long as it's. I think it's actually easier. Well, yeah, I think, if, yeah, for if people are just doing it at home, it's, yeah. it's easier than. I mean, people, you can do it in an air fryer as well. So yeah. It's a lot easier than getting your. Your old chip pan out, or deep chip pan out, and you'd have to do it in small fry. batches. And if you've got kids knocking around, like oil and kids doesn't yeah. go together well. I can't wait. It's it's it's, <clears throat> it's pretty nice. You know what you're saying about kids and oil don't mix. Yeah. To me, I haven't actually mentioned this. I broadcast this to anyone ever really, but I um, had an accident when I was about six years old in the kitchen, and it was also it was it was while my mum was deep frying. She was deep frying some uh, plantain. Yeah. So talking about traditional sort of West African stuff, um, what we used to call dodo or dodo with the accent. I'm, I'm 100% anglicised these days. Um, and um, so it's basically, you know, like fried bananas. Um, and she was frying these away. And I had a friend over that was come to, come to stay. James Braund was his name. Yeah. And after friends would come and stay at our house, my mum would always give him like a sweet or a lolly to, to go home with. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to come around their doobers, hey? I know. And, um, but strict rule, they weren't for me. It was oh. just for your friends. So I remember uh, James would come around in a lovely time and his mum came to collect him. And it was the same drama we'd have every time somebody comes around. So James's and lollies for you. For me? No. Um, and so I remember my mum going to the front door. James's mum was, was at, the, at the car. And so when I was six, I was, I mean, I'm still greedy now, but it showed much more when I was back then. And I, I didn't even bother saying goodbye to James because I'd got fed up. You were like, I was like, oh, this is ridiculous, mum. What's this? What is this? Why? Why? You, basically, you prefer them to me. That's how I translated it. Aww. So I remember James and my mum going over to see his mum, and they left me in the house. And she would keep these um, sweets on top of the kitchen cupboards. Oh, right. And then you could imagine this is like in a scene of a film. Like I was there, reaching, like with a hand, like shaking, almost got the prize, and I slipped. And my arm went full flesh into the um, chip pan, into, oh the, into the boiling oil, and received this burn on my forearm. Oh my it was God. there. So that is my greed scar, <laughs> as, as I like to go. That is my word of warning. And I'm, at the time, I mean, it, it sizzled. I bet. It's, I mean, I, I can't even. My mum came pretty good. quickly back into the house from the yeah. screen that something had happened. And uh, and a pretty pretty nifty trip down to A and E, um, but lesson learned for myself, and also just give me a sweet, mum. There we go. Yep, <laughs> just give me a yep, sweet. Just a lolly. Just, just, just a lolly. lolly. It would have saved a lot of drama for everyone. <laughs> um, uh, I don't blame her. Um, she might well blame herself. Um, so I don't need to. Uh, but yeah, it's you're right. Chip, yeah, um, oil, oil, and no. children do not no. No. mix. 
I think I think one of the questions that I have that probably other people have asked you, which isn't so much to do about musical, but more so Jason Manford. Go because, on. Because Jason Manford was uh, unveiled as the hedgehog. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. We can talk about this. Now. Yeah, the hedgehog. Yeah. Did you know? Um, he he may have let me into a very very select circle of trust. Oh wow! On that one, yeah, yeah. Wow. So he, he's because uh, like I'm quite proud of the fact that I guessed correctly. Did you yeah. quite early on? Yeah, she did. Um, I yeah. It was one of the very few that I got. I couldn't watch it, so I'm having to sort of garner little clips, and my wife is sending me something. <laughs> And I couldn't really get a picture of a show that I knew I would have been obsessed by. Yeah. So we were kind of in this buzzle, bubble. When it when it really came to the fore was when um, we were in. Uh, so we were in Sunderland touring, yeah. um, and we were staying in Newcastle. And in uh, one of the days before a show, we went to go and watch a film. Um, so we were going into this um, cinema or this sort of kind of um, entertainment park. And um, what was amazing about The Masked Singer is how it See, My mum is 74, I think. And um, she doesn't love much telly. She still hangs out on ITV3. Oh, uh, and oh yeah. Watching, Mors. watching Mors. that Morse, yeah. watching that. Oh, yeah. You know, Death in Paradise. So all of that, like, she's yeah. crazy for the that stuff. Won't really <laughs> deviate. Masked Singer... Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Queen Bee is my favourite. She's my favourite. I love Queen Bee. Oh my okay, yes. all right. What's happened to you? And so all kinds of different ages. So we were going to the cinema and um, and obviously walking with Jason, he's a very recognisable guy. Um, and we walked, we burst through these doors and a couple of ladies who must have been in their 80s, but still full of life, sprightly, went, oh, Jason, lovely to see you. Lovely to meet you. He said, oh, lovely to see you. How are you doing? Very well. And they went, you aren't that hedgehog, are you? <laughs> You're that hedgehog. You are, aren't you? You are. And it just, it just blew my mind. But at that point, we knew, so we had to sort of scuttle off without saying anything. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. So yeah, you're in in a musical at the minute, which yeah. I like. I know I have been looking at this quite a lot. Really? <laughs> really? We are saying it so tentatively. Musical fans. Oh yeah, are, yes. I knew we were going to get yeah. on. We're musical fans, Kate more so than I. I think I'm a latecomer to the musical thing. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm a proper musical fan. Kate is like she's in there. Yeah. So I think yeah. you would love curtains for that reason because it is. It's so traditional in uh, that idea of musicals. It really, it's, it's kind of a throwback to the golden era of musicals. And it's written by Candor and Ebb, who wrote Chicago and Cabaret. My so, so you know the calibre of music is yeah. like second to none. But yeah, like how do you cope eating on tour? Um, no, I'm doing really bad there. I remember at the start of the tour, so we've been on tour for... Uh, oh, crikey. Well, we started in set... September rehearsing. Wow. It's now uh, February. I think it's February. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm not but sure either. In, in and out of the weeks of tour, you really do It's only whether it's cold or not cold. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's and it's been very really, cold since September. Yeah, that's and what you can windy. really get your head around. Yeah. Um, so uh, I started at the start of the tour thinking, okay, well, I need to make sure that my portions are good, even if I'm eating out because... 
you know, you go to bed late because the show finishes about half 10. By the time you got home, it's 11. You may have gone for a drink. That's, that's 11.30, maybe midnight. Yeah. So getting up is, is you're not doing it quickly. What time do you usually get up? When you're maybe, well, because I was trying to clock in at home with my wife and, and my son and he gets up about half past seven. So I'll probably wake up with him, get a phone, get a FaceTime on. And then go back to bed, which is only prolonged. The duvet fell on so you. Just, yes. oh, I'm looking at this. Oh, wow, I just fell unconscious all over again. Um, so it might be somewhere between 11, 11.30 or something. And then you're sort of looking for, I met one of the um, uh, guys in the cast, Becky, um, who plays Carmen in our show. And she's she's been, she's a, a complete musical theatre supremo. She's amazing. She's been in Cats, been in Mamma Mia, oh, wow. uh, been in Phantom. Um, uh, and some newer musicals as well. Heather's the musical, um, and she's brilliant. Anyway, so you, you're going to take her word for what you need to do. She is like, because you've been, there, like, she's been there, she's, she's got all the it. t-shirts. She's like, wake when you wake up, you just want to have best best thing to do is have one big meal. Because you don't want to eat too close yeah. to the show, especially if you're getting sriracha sauce on the go. That's a recipe for disaster. So you have one bigger meal in the day, which is why brunch became such a big thing. And then by the time it's five, you're still you're still pretty full yeah. up. So um, so that's why I would then start unraveling because I'd go, okay, we've had a big meal. Let's go big on brunch. Just have a ha- ma- massive sweet corn and bacon stack, and then I won't eat again until the next day. And then after the show, the munchies. Yeah, and then walking past the gold marches. Because all that adrenaline. I mean, do you get nervous, or are you like a total pro, and you're like, I can do this. This is Um, fine. No, I think especially after having done the show for a long time, you know, the the rhythm of it, you get into a groove, and the muscle memory takes over. Yeah. Um, I was out of the show for ten weeks uh, over Christmas because I had a break, and then I went straight into panto. I was doing my first panto in Croydon, and um, and then I came back after that to do my first ever shows in the West End when the show was in the West End. Wow. So I hadn't done the show for 10 weeks and then came back to do the show, my first ever West End role. And I went, I don't know if I can remember it, (laughs) but it's tonight. (laughs) Um, And this show is two and a half hours long. What do I, what's my first line? Um, But we, uh, we, we went through some of the scenes and... Bob's your uncle. It was all still there. It's it's amazing what the mind could do. That doesn't answer the question because I was absolutely bricking it. <laughs> I was absolutely in all sorts of bother, worrying. So West African cuisine obviously was your life growing up. It was definitely a part of it. It wasn't it, quite quickly actually because the, the school that we went, I went to a, a prep school and, a, and then a private school. Um, so. Not all the food that I have was West African, but when we did have it, it was either plantain or it was yam or it was, there's another, there's another, there's a grain that we, I don't know if it was just affectionately called it, it was just easy to pronounce, called Gary. Um, some others, others from the community will know. That's literally, it's like yep. a bowl of Gary. Yeah, um, because my... Gary, um, yes, it would not be a grain. No, but no, yes, let's leave that different. one out. So, so and Gary, you would you can either have it, you could have it sweet or savoury. So you would have it um, um, if you were having it as a main meal. You would um, uh, boil it, and it would be, become like a bit, bit of a paste, and almost mould it like like um, plasticine. But I mean, is that tasty. the one that you take? Pieces off and they eat it with stew. Yeah, so, so that's yeah, that's Emma. That, yeah, that's what yeah. you have as Emma. Yeah. But otherwise, you could have Gary with um, water and 
and sugar and you could almost have it as a sweet and that Ooh. would just be with you yeah, to spoon it and it'd be lovely so that that's what we like, like is, that was things. really really nice basically because it was a bowl of sugar <laughs> and as a kid this was okay so, yeah. <laughs> so we went Not for that no. um but actually yeah i kind of disconnected with it because one i didn't do loads of cooking growing up i, I didn't have loads of interest in it and and obviously that that imparts how you become when you grow up and, and how much of it remains in your in your life but my sister my sister sort of um reconnected with it recently she used to do a supper club because she wanted to reconnect with her food she just thought that i think right now there's a lot of especially with the supper clubs people are really looking for food identity yeah aren't they rather yeah. than it just being yeah. a bit of everything mm-hmm. and trying to cater to everybody it's like this is what it's going to be we'll definitely be able to find 16 people that are really enthusiastic yeah. about this food sit them around a the table and so she has nigerian food with a bit of a modern twist yeah, I think it does. It definitely does um, uh, has has made an impact in our lives as a family, some more than others. But um, yeah, it's totally the reason why I thought we have to we have to have some yeah. a nod to it to our my yeah. childhood when I come and meet you guys and. Do you think it's cooled down? Because yeah. I'm, I'm sat here. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. salivating. I'm like, I'm like, avoiding the main fine? ingredient. May I? Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. Of course you may. Right. Okay, this is. The, um, this is like the test. We're not going to watch you eat, but feels, we are going to watch you eat. I apologise. Smell it first. It looks it's smells really, lovely. Really nice. uh, do you know what? Actually, do you know what? I've just dipped it in the sriracha first. But what I'm going to do is have the other corner and have it without, just because I'm really because oh, I haven't had yam that's, that's in forever. Did your recipe work? Kate? Oh, that's lovely. Mm. Oh, really nice. That's really nice. It's like, um, okay, we've given Yam a bad name. We certainly <laughs> did at the start of this chat because there's so much sort of, it comes to life when it's been cooked. When it's, when yeah. it's, when it's uncooked, it's bland and it's boring. But especially with your um, breadcrumbs that you've added in there. So we, the sriracha's really we kind of, quite nice. we, were, we were thinking of descriptors for this, weren't we, over the weekend? Yeah. And the, the way that I described it is it's like biting into a fish cake because it, it's like that texture, but it's like you get the crispiness rather yeah, than it just it, being it's got like... like a, a firmer texture than a potato mm-hmm, yeah. or a sweet potato. It's really nice. It'd be like a, I think it'd be a really good substitute for vegetarian. Yeah. To replace meat in some dishes. Yeah, you were saying that the weekend because it's quite, it is it's really so substantial. And, and it's... it's Quite dry. So you forget your sweet potato steaks. Have yam steaks mm. instead. It's still quite fluffy. I keep. Tra- I'm trying to get, make my own comparisons. Looking at it, I'm thinking, what? There's something that I know that's kind of. It's quite light, but it's got a kind of starchy feel to it. And I remember it. It's yam. That's what I'm thinking of. Because of the five-footed nature of the knobbly yams, I've, I've not had much in my house, but it's so easy. It's so easy yeah. to just rack up a load Pop of yams. Yeah. yeah, and it keeps pretty well actually. Yeah, we've, we've noticed that it's it's kept pretty well in the fridge. We're yeah. quite impressed. Well, that was the thing in our house. So in the corner of the kitchen, you would have um, onions and potatoes. And yams, just like this load of yams, I just use them as doorstops. Because they're <laughs> so bloody heavy, they don't go anywhere, they and they be there for months. Um, so they no, they do they do keep really keep really well. Well, yeah, thank you so 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 much for coming in. 
for us to cook for you. Do you want me to stop eating? I think. I can hear you saying goodbye to me, and it's like you, you want me to leave, Kay. No, 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 I'm into your no, yams no, right no, now. No, no, no. No, I've I've loved it. I've, this is this is such a really it's it's crazy because it, it doesn't it it's absolutely not would have been on the table in my house, but there's so much nostalgia just from the flavour coming through, um, and this this new things that you've added to it. So, so now maybe when you think of yam, you'll think of temporality. I will. And I will also think of you two on a yam hunt in Birkenhead. Birkenhead. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so, That's so much for coming to talk to us. And, and, and introducing us to yams. But yes, thank you so, so much. And Absolute I'm glad that pleasure. we fed you and that you you enjoyed it. At least you said you did. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, you've made a greedy son of Nigerian parents very happy. So that was Ori, lovely guy. It was. He's welcome back any time to our kitchen, literally any time. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just... <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you agree with me. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, he is well, welcome. Say, no, he's not. He's never talking our door again, am I? No, he is welcome back anytime. But also, um, yeah, he talked briefly about corned beef, which brings me to our question of the week from Ellie, mm-hmm. who is wondering what she can do with tinned food. Because obviously, everyone's got quite a few tins in at the minute. Mm-hmm. And yep. yeah, they want to know what to do with it. And it got me thinking of, in fact, when he was talking about corned beef, you mentioned about yam stew with corned beef. And I was like, yes, corned beef hash. I knew you were going to say that one. Did you? Yes. How did you know this? Oh. I just did. Oh. I know everything. Is it because we talked about this yeah. briefly before? <laughs> so clever. But yeah, um, Kate makes the best corned beef hash. It's official. And I could eat it all day, every day. In fact, we've had it for breakfast. And we do we have. sometimes yeah. have it for breakfast. With a fried egg on top. Oh, yeah. A crispy egg. Oh, there's nothing back when the bottom's crispy yeah. and the yolk's still runny and it's, oh, it's just amazing. So maybe for anyone that doesn't know yes. how to do corned beef hash, yes. it's a tin of corned beef crushed up in some mashed potato with some onions in there and you fry it off with a nice crispy golden outer with an egg on top, fried egg on top. Dead easy. Dead easy. Have it. What would you serve it with, Kate? Um... Beans. Tin. beans, yeah, yeah. tin. Oh, beans! Tin. If you if you're feeling a bit posh, maybe beans with sausages in too. If you want another protein sauce, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, oh yeah. I think can we have it for dinner tomorrow? Maybe, please. Anyway, I think we need to carry on here because we're rambling ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. Yes. And next week on the Magic Ingredient, Kate, who've we got? Candice Brown. <laughs> Who is Candice Brown, Kate? <laughs> Candice Brown won Bake Off. She did. Um, she owns a pub. She's yep. written cookbooks. Written cookbooks, yeah. And yeah, she popped in to say hi with her magic ingredient, which is pretty epic. And if you don't want to miss it, then you should subscribe. You should. And if you don't subscribe, you better have a really good memory. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you. 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.